asked. Norville, Virginia? Clea laughed. Where the hell is Norville, Virginia? Nowhere. I grabbed the sugar and started pouring it into my coffee. That's why I left. I ordered a Reuben. I'd never had one, but I liked the name. When it came, I stared at it. An oozing mass of neon orange and creamy yellow on grilled rye bread, and finally took a bite. It's good. I pointed at the lacy pink fringe of meat. What's that? Corned beef. Or no, maybe pastrami. What's pastrami? Corned beef with a fancy name. The waitress set Clea's lunch in front of her. Apple pie and vanilla ice cream. I said, that's your lunch? Apples are good for you. So's pastrami. Eat. It was hard to focus on eating with Clea sitting across from me. She was impossibly exotic. Not just older than me, but married. The only married people I knew were even older, like my parents. Though it was only my father, since my mother had left years ago. But Clea hardly mentioned her husband. Her mother was black, a former dancer with Catherine Dunham's company. Her father was a Swedish businessman. Clea had grown up in Manhattan and Stockholm, gone to boarding school in Geneva, then studied art in Paris before ending up here in D.C., teaching at the Corcoran while her husband attended Georgetown Law School. She was tall and lanky. Her skin looked as though it had been dusted with gold. When I touched it, I half expected to see my fingertips yellow with pollen. Her dark hair was thick and curling, pinned back from her face with two combs that had black feathers in them. Her eyes narrow, the pupils a gleaming liquid amber flecked with green. Later, when she came back to my place and kissed me, it was like pressing my mouth against an overripe fruit that split beneath my lips. Have you done this before? She took a black cigarette from an alligator skin case, tapped it against the floor, lit up, and exhaled. With a woman? I shook my head. Just guys. Well, my friend Lorna, we kissed once. Did you like it? I scrounged through my bag until I found a bent Marlboro. Yeah? I lit my cigarette from hers, then dug in my bag for a charcoal pencil. On the floor beside my mattress was a crumpled paper plate smeared with ketchup, like a lipstick kiss. I worked around this and drew Clea as she sat, eyes shut, smoke coiling around her unsprung hair like a nest of baby snakes. Let me see. Her eyes opened. Before I could stop her, she grabbed the sketch. She stared at it for a long time, the way she'd stared at me in class that morning. I wanted to curse her out, but didn't, and waited for what I knew would come next, what always came when a teacher saw my work, disdain or anger, or at best, impatience that I hadn't followed directions, hadn't drawn what was in front of me. This is amazing.
she said at last, and stared at the paper plate. I was on the selection committee. I saw your portfolio when you submitted it. You thought I was a guy. She nodded. It's good. She looked at me, and I saw something flicker across her face. A sort of hunger, a terrible helpless longing that I did not yet recognize as envy. No one ever likes it, I said. I didn't tell her that I'd been rejected by all the better-known schools I'd applied to, Pratt and RISD, the Parsons School of Design. My teacher in high school, she said I didn't show the real world. She just wanted us to copy stuff, bowls of fruit and shit like that. Art is not a mirror to reflect the world.